Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy, in effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this final episode with Brett Elusive, 490 Days. Tonight, we're going to peer into the future, see where this all may be heading. Are you ready for what is to come? Do you even have a clue as to what that is? I do hope that you have not spent the greater part of your life entertaining yourself to death. Because if so, you better get up to speed. And I do mean before you hear that click. Why, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Right. 
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this final broadcast for the Brent Elusive 490-day count. Clinton, um, pretty interesting conversation you and I had after the show last night. You know, your uh, your thoughts on looking at the timelines in general. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those uh, uh, how deep down the rabbit hole do you want to peer? And, uh, you know, when you look at these timelines, that's, that's exactly, I, I think what we're doing. And, um, it's, it's kind of humbling to understand the, the time, you know, you, you heard the, the prophets of old talk about how, uh, you know, they, they, why can't you see the time? Why can't you understand what time it is? And, uh, well, yeah, we're seeing what time it is. Boy, would I say that was an understatement. Uh, just the news that's been going on here over the past 14 days. Oh, let's go back 21 days. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, we are working our way to the end of the tracks. Let's just put it that way. Well, Brian... Um, What's your thoughts on the timeline so far? Well, it seems to be pointing at a lot of uh, very important things. And as you guys kind of pointed out, there seems to be a lot of the major odds and ends that we've been warning for people to keep an eye out for seem to be happening right in front of our eyes. So. Yeah, it really is. It's it's screaming right before our eyes. You know, Pepe Escobar released a map today that was uh, really interesting. You know, Pepe has resources that everybody else just don't have, and he plotted out where the One Belt, One Road routes are, where the protester are going on. I mean, everything in Iran you really needed to see. Um, Pepe just – he pulls both. Both pistols, just guns blazing, and uh, puts it out there. I think it was earlier today or maybe yesterday, but off the charts. Uh, so, uh, Brent, uh, it looks like uh, we're going to uh, ride these tracks right into the future. So, by all means, the mic is yours. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, Matthew. Um. I I wanted to uh, uh, thank you, Brian. Uh, last night, you pointed out that um, the date for the temple, the second temple, being uh, completed, the year was probably off. And by your calculations, I think you said it most certainly is. I bring that up, and I thank you for that, because it matters. It matters to God not just what day, what year it was, but what day it was. And this morning, I got a, a little gift that I want to share with you guys. Matthew, you talked about the gears in a clock. Small gears, large gears, gears of time, sequences, in different dimensions, in, in, in the sky, in the earth, in human life existence. 
And in the clock, in time, there are gears and springs. But I feel like God told me, we are the jewels in the clock that keep it running smoothly through time, in the clock, in time for him. And every once in a while, he will take a jewel, and we've seen this with the prophets, he will take that jewel out of time, out of that clock, and he will show that jewel the face and the actual time of that clock that he was in, in the midst of all the gears, in the dimensions of the sky and the earth and life. He'll take the little jewel that we are and show us the face and then put us back in and keep that clock running until, like you said, we hit the end of the tracks. Anyway, that brought me to tears. We're the jewels. And uh, that's just incredibly special to me. My timeline... Um, started in uh, 2010. Uh, I know I'm going over it, but there's a reason for it because we're catching right, we're catching up to today. September 19th, 2010 to December 18th, 2010. Oh, there he goes with the numbers again. That's a 90-day period. Now here's the distinction: the harbinger was December 18th, the Arab Spring, and that was in Jacob's time frame of my calculations. Three and a half years later, April 29, 2014, the tribulation timeline, not Jacob's, the tribulation timeline, uh, 90 days later, was the harbinger. So we had Jacob's timeline, 90 days uh, later, uh, uh, a harbinger, and then the tribulation timeline, 90 days later, a harbinger which brings us to this year. I don't know if I sent it to you in the notes. I didn't today. They may be from yesterday. And I forgot to mention it, and probably because it needs to be said tonight. Jacob's timeline in 2017 and the tribulation timeline in 2017. Jacob's timeline is uh, August 13, 2017. The tribulation calculation timeline starts uh, uh, October 11th, 2017. But here's something that, that that's baffling me. The first harbinger was Jacob's. The second harbinger was tribulation. Jacob's timeline uh, in 2017 August 13th, 2017, 90 days later, something did happen. We have a witness. 90 days later, falls on uh, 
November 11, 2017. It is the 44th anniversary of the Egypt-Israel um, ceasefire. November 11, uh, 1973. I don't think that's the event we're looking for, but I think it's a witness. I'm calculating, not a prophet, not predicting, that from October 11, 2017, 90 days later, January 9, 2018, will be a day uh, peace is taken from the earth. And yeah, those, those, those gears you guys talked about last night, uh, Clinton, your timeline and me getting in touch with you, uh, just amazing stuff. Um, no coincidences there. And uh, we're here together. You've allowed me to come on. Bless you all. Um, you've got the paperwork for tonight. Do I have the paperwork for tonight? No, you, you do. Do you not? I just have the two uh, uh, notes from the first day. I keep referencing and then just listening, but I have all my stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to, if I may, Matthew, I'm going to set a picture here. Now, I know that you um, and Brian both are more historically educated and, and all that stuff. And this is just my, my take on it. And I thank you for letting me speak. God said to the, the people of Israel, uh, if you will, walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them. And I will give you rain in due season. I will give, you will have peace in the land. The, the wild beasts won't disturb you. It even says... Jehovah says, I will respect you. I will have respect unto you and make you fruitful and multiply. I will set my tabernacle among you. I will walk among you and I will be your God and you shall be my people. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments. Leviticus uh, 26. But if you will not hearken unto me, I will set my face against you. And the enemy shall slay you. He will flee when none pursue you. Then I punish you seven times more for your sins. And if you walk contrary unto me and will not hearken to me, I will bring seven times more plagues upon according to your sins. Seven times, huh? Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls. And if you still will not listen, then I will also walk contrary unto you, and I will punish you yet seven times for your sins. And if you will not hearken unto me, but walk contrary to me, then I will walk contrary unto you, also in fury, and I, goodness gracious, and I, even I, says Jehovah, Lord, creator of heaven and earth, will chastise you 
seven times for your sins. Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls in seven years. He spoke to Israel that way, but now he's speaking to the world that way. That's what Revelation explained. It was, it's not just Israel now. It's not just his called out people. The world is going to, whether it's within my calculations, whether it's within Clinton's calculations, whether it's he has written his word and it's going to come to pass whether we like it or not. Zechariah chapter 1, whether anybody agrees with me or not, a man riding upon a red horse, and he stood among the myrtle trees there uh, that were at the bottom. And behind him were red horses, speckled and white. I said, uh, Zechariah, then I said, oh, Lord, to the angel, uh, what are these? And the angel that talked with me said unto me, I will show thee what these be. And the man stood among the myrtle trees, answered and said, These are they whom the Lord has sent to walk to and fro through the earth. And they answered the angel of the Lord and stood among the myrtle trees and said, We have walked to and fro through the earth. And behold, all the earth sitteth still and at rest. I consider those God does not change. Throughout history, he has punished his people for sin. I believe he's used these four horsemen before. I believe they've been around the entire time, and they have that purpose, to bring people to repentance. Nations, whole nations. But now, at this time, it's the whole earth. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, uh, Zechariah 1.12, O Lord of hosts, how long wilt thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these threescore and ten years? Threescore and ten years. Seventy years. 1948, Israel became a nation. Plus 70 years. 2018. The horsemen have ridden before. God has given his warning. Time is set. And I believe I'm very close to uh, the starting point. Gentlemen... Go ahead. Yes, you have taken us right up to the crux of it. You know, when you look to the very end of these folds, it's, well, my goodness, we're right on top of it. Let's just say that it's right on top of it, and... What's amazing to me is um, when you look at Clinton's timeline, 
We're right on top of it. We're right on top of, of these things. And then when you... You know, ladies and gentlemen, this would be different, wouldn't it? If, let's say this was, uh, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago or maybe 20 years ago. But it's not. And I mean, we have... North Korea in play with nukes. We have the culmination of an alternative supply route going on right now. I just seen another country today started doing oil transactions in something other than the dollar. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's it's one thing to not have everything in play, and it wouldn't have made sense. I mean, the president before the president before him, the president before him. Let me ask you something: Why did this president declare Jerusalem to be the capital? Why? Why are we sitting in this particular vehicle with these current events? I mean, look to the left. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up. Under what president could they draft your daughters? The next time... After that news was released, Brian and I talked about it. Well, now they can draft the girls. Nobody said nothing. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you just don't get it. Do you know what Desert Storm did to you? Do you know what the war and... Afghanistan did to you? The war... I mean, how many Pakistani weddings did we take out with missiles? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you've done in, been entertained to the point that you think your participation in the next war is going to be on the big TV screen. That's exactly what they've trained all of you to think. I mean, my goodness... Doctors without borders refused to go back into Syria because, well, the U.S. forces hit them and hit them hard. I mean, we, we're not only hitting hospitals. The last one that I can recall is when they hit the school. Uh, I'm sorry. We hit the school. But ladies and gentlemen, the whole entire planet is ticked off at the United States, uh, including all of our allies, just so you get a clue real cl- re- really quick. And you better figure this out real quick. The next war that we may encounter 
uh, I don't think you're going to do the type of uh, entertainment interaction with this war as you do the next one. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, they can draft your daughters and you said nothing? You did nothing. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I... Look, I know all about sports. And, you know, we don't have enough soldiers to protect this country. Whether you know that or not, we don't. And um, the vast majority of our young people are pathetic. The only ones that you can count on are the ones that's in sports. So here's what's going to happen. Your girls are going to go to a you know, varsity basketball meet, you think, in two counties over. That bus is going to take them straight to the airport. Then they'll wait for the football team, won't they? But of course, how many times are multiple games played in one day? And what makes you think there's going to be a real game just because a game's scheduled doesn't mean that anybody intends on it being... Oh, ladies and gentlemen. You gave them the right to do it. Now they can not only take your sons, and the only healthy ones are the ones that play sports. Now they can take your daughters, and the only healthy ones are the ones that play sports. You have been entertained to death. Clinton, your thoughts? You know, uh, I think the focus on how everything is going to evolve is what has led people astray. You know, I mean, too many people are waiting for an event, like uh, one specific thing that you can go, ha ha, that was it. That was the moment. That was the that was the opening of the seal because you could see it open. You know, I mean, people are waiting for this, but that's not how God works. I mean, there's been rare instances where you know he has an earthquake in a specific time to indicate something, or he has a sign from heaven. Oh, and we're pointing those out. We're showing those. We're telling you those as we see them. But he's also laid out numerous other signs, numerous other things. But they're not the, aha. They're not the, oh, I can definitely put a pinpoint right now on it. But as Matthew and Brent and Brian are putting together, sometimes you actually surprise yourself. You know, let me say this, Clinton. I just had a couple of people send me uh, a link to a couple of different people that I used to be associated with. They've got ministries. Coming out yelling and screaming that uh, 
pass uh, a, a uh, uh, what was it? Um, declaration of emergency was declared. And, um, oh, they said that uh, if you're engaged in, uh, you know, criminal activity or whatever, you can be dubbed a terrorist. And they gave the, the names of a bunch of leaders. And this great big roundup was supposed to start happening. It was supposed to help clear the swamp, you know, because uh, the political opponents of the present POTUS, you know, they're all um, all into money laundering and all that sort of nonsense. Have you heard? Have you heard anything about that, Clinton? Maybe Brian. Maybe Brent. No, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. And this was a Christmas Day broadcast. They were screaming at the top of this of their lungs. This was getting ready to happen. What is today's day? But the mechanism is in place. You know, perhaps the American people have not done any military tactic training. Um, the number one military tactic that can be employed regardless of the size of force that you have is called surprise. There's no doubt to that. And, you know, what about everything that everybody said that, um, you know, the Patriot Act had been passed and everybody was supposed to be rounded up? How long ago was that? Is that law still in effect? It is, yes. is that law still in effect? Okay, why has nothing happened, Clinton? Because well, according to what everyone's saying, it's for, they're waiting for the perfect moment. I see. So they're waiting for the element of surprise. Exactly. And Clinton, what do you think would happen if somebody come to my house to get my children? You brought fight back. Oh, if they wanted a war, they'd have a war they couldn't understand. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't you realize that this is in their back pockets? They can implement this whenever they want to, and they'll probably do it the same day. The same day you think your kids are going to the, you know, track meet. It'll happen on that day, the day of the track meet. And it's so easy to do. So easy to do. <laughs> I mean, it's really so easy to do. And with Americans, it would be so pathetically simple. Brian, your thoughts. You have not weighed in yet. Not altogether certain how I want to reply here. I know we had a discussion earlier in the week, but I think I'm going to keep that off the table right now. Um, I 
things are building up towards something. And if you know how to watch a pattern, see, I noticed a little story that snuck out today into the news. And if anybody's been paying attention to oil prices, something else has been going on. They're back up to their highs again. Now, I don't know which story I want to read first because, um, hmm, let's see here. Let's go with 2018. This is from the infamous uh, National Council of Resistance of Iran. Today, Thursday, January 4th, 2018, the workers and staff of the prominent Iranian oil and gas southern pars refinery in the city of Eslia, the capital of Yasala County in the Bashir province, Southern Iran went on strike. It is notable that three days ago on Monday, January 1st, 2018, in line with the nationwide protest against the Iranian regime, the headquarters of the People's Mujahideen Organization, MEK, also called for the strike in the oil industry, in addition to military and ammunition production industries, as a necessary and vital step to cripple the Iranian regime. Folks, I'm going to point out something I just learned about today as well about the uh, P, uh, PMOI and MEK, or the uh, National Council of Resistance of Iran. They fought with Iraq against Iran in the Iraqi-Iranian War of the 80s. Now let's uh, take a look at an article. Pay attention to the date. Tehran, December 4th. 1978. Thousands of Iranian oil field strikes. Thousands of Iranian oil workers walked off their jobs anew today, completely shutting down the operations of two oil companies, cutting production by more than a million barrels a day and seriously threatening the already... Uh, it broke right there, but... Uh, they are moving very cautiously, one diplomat said. The government doesn't want to aggravate an already deteriorating situation by making wholesale arrests. Anybody see a problem? Oh, that's right. And by the way, folks, this isn't the first time around the ride that happened. This is the second. And now they've went to the same uh, tactic the third time around the ride. Now, if we take one rider which is going to lead to the next. I warned about an oil shock, folks. You know, does anybody have any idea? Um, let's, let's, ask, let's ask Clinton this. Um, um, how do I word that? An oil shock is going to come. <laughs> uh, that's what Brian has just uh, emphatically declared. But it just struck me. What would happen if uh, multiple currencies are being exchanged for the oil itself? So how would you be able to value like the dollar off the oil or set the price? You'd have to start saying that uh, the oil is... Um, uh, $20 a barrel, but in rubles it's something else, like, you know, 500 rubles per barrel, would this not divide and conquer the currency itself, triggering 
uh, well, that would have to trigger an inflationary event, would it not? Yes. And it would also devalue the dollar, causing uh, the majority of the dollar to come back to the United States instead of being used overseas, which would cause hyperinflation inside the United States. Now, would that be hyperinflation for everything, food, or, or would that just be hyperinflation with just the oil, pl- the oil prices? Because everything's not traded, uh, you know, like oil is, like like wheat and all that. So it, the, uh, it seems like strength, to me. Yeah, the go strength ahead. of the U.S. dollar is the the fact that it is. Um, used to buy oil. If the U.S. dollar loses its um, ability to hold on to the petrodollar status, then the rest of the world no longer needs to use the U.S. dollar because they'll go to what other petrodollar that they're going to be using, which is looking like the yuan. So then all those dollars all through Europe, Africa, the Middle East are not going to be used there anymore. So they have to come back to the one place that they are going to be used. Well, let me interject something here, though. I think everybody's missing a certain point here. What does it take to transport everything around the world to move food from one place to another, to move this, that, or the other thing from one place to the other? Oil directly affects the price of everything. Absolutely. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at, Brian. Um, Clinton, look, we've clearly never had a situation like this, but if people start trading different things for oil, isn't that oil price independent of the food price? Do you understand what I'm saying? So, No. um, uh, I I know exactly what you're saying, and and basically, yes, Brian had it right on the head – is when oil prices go up or gasoline prices go up, the price of everything goes up. We, we saw this back, uh, you know, just under Bush Jr.'s term. So, yeah, that does induce inflation. Um, and then the fact that the American public already is, is strapped, they don't have any extra money to spend on gas, is going to make it to where they're going to cut back on everything else, which is going to cause more store closures. I mean, we, we saw all this before back in 2008. Well, we're definitely seeing it right now. I've already posted a couple of articles on it. Um, so we're already seeing that right now, actually, and I don't think everybody has a clue as to how many jobs are going to be lost just in January. But what what I'm trying to wrap my mind around is that let's say that the Russians – want to buy wheat from us. Now, since everything gets unpinned from the petrodollar, are they still going to have to buy other commodities in the dollar? That's what I'm asking, because right now, isn't all major commodities still traded in that, it's called petrodollar, but that's what we deal in wheat, corn, rye, and all of that as well. Is that correct or not correct? As far as I know, that is correct. I'm sure that every 
um, exchange has their own, you know, commodities sector of it. But so you can use different currencies there. But for the most part, you know, I mean, I, I can still see the U.S. dollar as the dominant force. And this has just caused the, the dollar to lose dominance in every sector. What you're talking about is a commodity nightmare. Now, I mean commodity by copper, corn. Everybody's concentrating on this petro dollar. And for some reason, they think that only pertains to the gas pump. But ladies and gentlemen, if you would have listened intently to what Brian and Clinton just said, God help us. Because let me say this one more time. How close do you think our allies are to us, ladies and gentlemen? How 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 uh, good of relationship do we have with all these people that like supply all of our daily needs? Because uh, most of the things that are purchased and sold in this country is not, and I repeat, not made in this country. And you can hear a pin drop, can't you? Okay. The present POTUS made some pretty bad uh, comments about, uh, oh, the leader of Germany. Um, let's say that the day comes when, um, I don't know, we need, I don't know, oak trees or paper uh, from Germany. Ladies and gentlemen, they're not going to sell it to us because we're going to be paying for those items in the American dollar. And that's not going to fly. It can't. So with that in mind, um, Brent has given us the trailer on his timeline. And it's appropriate for us to talk to Clinton about his timeline. Because like I said, I have intently investigated both of them. And I started putting them to, to celestial events. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, look. It would be one thing. If the America was this shining jewel to the world, we are not. And it seems like we're on an express elevator straight to the bottom, the bottom being where the entire world is ticked off at us. I mean, we're not, we're not showing favoritism. The Brits, the French, the... Germans, the Italians, uh, we're not showing any favoritism. We're ticking everybody off. So, with that in mind, Clinton, are you prepared to talk about your timeline of events? It would be my honor. Well, um, so, you've got the mic for a while. Shoot. Well, I just want to clarify one thing uh, that Matthew was saying when it comes to uh, the dollar coming back. 
basically think of it this way. Right now you have one country in the entire world that is happy with the United States, and that's Israel. And you have 170-something countries that are not happy with the United States. If those 170-some countries all say, we're so mad at the United States that you cannot use your dollar to do any trade on any level with us, you have to use our currency. Either the United States says, well, okay, I'll do trade in your currency so I can keep your business so it doesn't affect anything in my country, or the United States goes, no, you use the dollar or I'm not going to buy your stuff, which then means we don't get any products from 170-some countries. Which do you think the current president of the United States would do? (laughs) So there's your answer when it comes to the problem with the loss of the petrodollar. So, and the reason that that is so important at, at this time is, is the unique thing about it. We have these issues happening in Iran with these protests. We have the President of the United States trying to incite the UN, trying to incite Iranians to continue this, or that we need to go in and resolve it. This is all going to lead to a problem economically over oil, which is specifically talked about in the third seal. Now, the crazy thing about this is, if any of you have looked at my timeline, it it kind of happened by circumstance. I was listening to one of our programs that we we had, and Matthew had brought up a 59-day timeline. And for some reason, it, it clicked. And, uh, you know, we had talked about the sign that was coming up on January 31st, this super blue blood moon with a lunar eclipse thing that has only happened, you know, last time was 150 years ago or whatever. The fact that that was showing up with mixed of all these other astrological symbols, we believed that, hey, that was a good sign for war. And so just as a starting point, that date was chosen January 31st, 2018. And a 59-day cycle, very simple, based off of a lunar cycle, off of two of them, to make a common day. I went forward to just see what the dates were, just to see if there's anything there. I'm curious. I don't think it's going to mount to anything, but let's try. Let's see if it mounts to anything. You know? Who, who cares if it doesn't? So, so I, I moved forward and uh, picked three dates ahead of that. And then I, you know, did two dates after that just to kind of see. So went all the way to the first part. The very first day would have been August 8th. I was like, okay, well, did anything happen on that day? And it's like, well, on that day, the United States government released their climate change report, stated that the climate change was already affecting the United States. So I was like, okay, well, that's maybe something relevant. The next date was October 6, 2017. And on that day, that's when Donald Trump stepped in. Um, he, 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 he sparked me. I, I remember watching this on TV, and I, I didn't even know why, but he's sitting in the Oval Office, well, standing in the Oval Office with all of his military leaders, a big grin on his face, and uh, he says to the press that today is the calm before the storm. And everyone's like, what does this guy mean? But that's the day. October 6th. So I was like, okay, well, that's kind of crazy. 
um, December 4th was the next day. And, well, that was the Monday right after they had the emergency meeting on the Saturday to pass the tax plan that they needed to pass. And it was also the day right after the very first supermoon of the three of them that accumulate with the one on January 31st. <laughs> so I started getting interested. Looked at the one 59 days directly after January 31st. And it lands on the first day of Passover, which is also a full moon. It is also the second blue moon of the year of 2018. Okay. And then the next date was May 29th, which is a full moon as well. And this one was just, you know, the conspiracy in me. You know, I, I listen to guys that talk about earthquakes and try to monitor the earthquakes and stuff. And, and everyone's talking about a major earthquake coming in May. So I was like, okay, well, this is, this is something interesting. This is something that, that, you know, we maybe can work with. So I shot this over to Matthew. <laughs> and before he even looked at it, he's like, well, you know, did you hear what, what's going on, you know, in, in – uh, July. I was like, no. I mean, what, he mentions the day in July, you know, the 27th, and and uh, that there is going to be this unique lunar eclipse conjunction uh, with uh, Brian. If you could mute your thing, please. Uh, in conjunction with the Mars opposition eclipse um, in Capricorn. So basically, the Sun, the Moon, the Earth, and the Mars all line up, where basically the moon causes an eclipse on the earth and the earth causes an eclipse on Mars. And it just so happened that the day that he mentioned was the exact day that lines up for this, which was July 27th, 2018. And so, okay, my spidey sense kind of really went off. I was like, okay, there's gotta be something that happened, you know, last time this sign showed up. And, you know, in 1939, that was the last time that this sign showed up. And that was the year that Germany made the Jews register to be taken to the camps and they started confiscating property. So, you know, I was like, okay, so we may have something. If this is the case, if we have things happening, lining up on certain events, then maybe, maybe there's something here. You know, there's different interpretations of how the seals, the bulls, the trumpets open. Some people say they happen right one after another. You know, some people say they happen on top of each other. Some people say they happened, you know, a thousand years ago. You know, some people say they open and then it takes a period of time to open. Who, who knows? But for this intensive purposes, I just was like, I'm going to continue this 59 days and see what, what happens, what transpires. So then what would amount to the first trumpet. And by the way, that sign that was the unique eclipses would have been the opening of the seventh seal. The very next one, which would be the first trumpet, just happens to land on the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles. So in essence, the first trumpet sound would be on the Feast of Tabernacles. Two of the holidays, the prophetic holidays that have not been fulfilled yet. You know, 59 days past that, mine is on Thanksgiving. It's like, okay, so we got something going on. 
The third trumpet would have been on January 20th, 2019. On that day is a total lunar eclipse that encompasses over North and South America. Now, the interesting thing is when you start looking at these, and you're like, okay, so, so now they're kind of lining up. What does Scripture say happens on these specific seals, these trumpets? I mean, you've got you to look at this to make sure you know what's going on. And what happens over the third trumpet? A great star falls from heaven, burning as if it were a lamp. And it fell on a third part of the rivers and the fountain waters. Its name is Wormwood. A third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the water became bitter. So that trumpet happens possibly when a total lunar eclipse covers a third of the world. <laughs> you know, it, it made the, the hair on the back of my neck stand up when I saw that. And it just kept getting better. And th- this part of this timeline that, that I'm going over is just the initial steps. As I was going through these processes, I would show Matthew. I would send him to him and go, I'm not believing what I'm seeing here. Because this is this is kind of picking certain dates that may have some significance with events in the sky or events in on Jewish holidays. And as we continue on, you, we start coming across events that I wasn't even necessarily familiar with. The next day would have been March 20th, 2019. And that lands on the fast of Esther which is a fast as observed on the 13th of Adar. In memory of the fast is observed by Israel on the day of their mobilization for war against the enemies. But that one didn't knock my socks off. The, the next one did. I mean, the, <laughs> the opening or the blowing, I should say, of the fifth trumpet, if this was the case, if this 59-day test opens up to something. Now, the blowing of the fifth trumpet. Star falls from heaven onto the earth with a key to the bottomless pit. He opens the pit, and smoke comes out of the pit. Smoke of a great furnace, and fire and air are darkened. Locusts come out. Turn or hurt only those that are not sealed by God, and those that will seek death will not find it. You also have Apollyon that comes out. Well, that happens on May 18th, 2019, which is the second Passover. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't even realize that Moses made a second Passover. <laughs> he, he made it for the, the Jews that either missed the first one or were unclean because they touched like a dead body or something, or were unable to celebrate the Passover. It was also for Gentiles that wanted to celebrate it too. <laughs> so, so if this timeline matches up, uh, you know, the second Passover is when the bottomless pits opened up. <laughs> I mean, um, this uh, this is almost not coincidence at this point. So then we go on to the next one. July 16th, 2019. On this day, there's a partial lunar eclipse. This time it's seen over Africa, 
in the Middle East. (laughs) The blowing of the seventh trumpet. When it came to September 13th, 2019, at first I didn't think too much of this date until I realized it was Friday the 13th. And then when you go back into the history of Friday the 13th, about how the basically the Knights Templar were the private guard for the Pope, and on Friday the 13th was the day that the Pope betrayed them and had them killed. That's what the lore is of Friday the 13th, why it's so unholy. Well, <laughs> that would have been the sounding of the seventh trumpet, and in essence, the day that the dead are judged. So, they wouldn't fit in any way. They wouldn't really make any sense. You know, so then we look in history. Just to, just to, you know, you can't be too much of a, you know, a conspiracy theorist. So we're going to look into, into history and see if there's anything that maybe historical on September 13th would make any sense versus Friday the 13th. And it showed up in 1993. That's when Israel and Palestine signed their first major agreement. When Palestine was granted limited government in the Gaza Strip and Jericho. That was the Oslo Accords. Okay. So as Brent's been saying, there's a harbinger. There's a witness. There's a there's something to say, catch my attention. Here's a date that has significance in two different ways that point in the direction of Israel. So then I continued on. The the pouring of the the first bowl, just 59 days later, would have been November 11, 2019. Does anything happen on November 11, 2019? Well, on this day, uh, if you go outside, you experience the transit of Mercury. This is a rare astrological event where Mercury goes behind or goes between the sun and the earth, causing some rays from the sun not to shine on the earth. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I wish I would have took more, you know, astronomy so I could have known that this stuff even happened. You know, I mean, it's, it's amazing that you can go on the Internet and find out that this stuff is going to happen. But the fact that it lines up on dates, that it's just absolutely amazing. As it goes on, the next, next one is January 9th, 2020. <laughs> I think we've been talking about that day a little bit. Um, on the very next day, January 12th, is a full moon with also a lunar eclipse. The next one would have been March 8th. The very next day is a fast of Esther again, which is a full moon, and it's also a supermoon. The next one would have been on May 6, 2020, which is the peak of the Eta Aquarius meteor shower. And it's also the very next day is a full moon and a supermoon. <laughs> okay, okay. And then we come to a date that stopped me in my tracks that I recognized without even having to go to grade school because it showed up as the 4th of July, 2020. And I was like, are you kidding me? Um, Any American knows what day that is. So what is this? Okay, so that would be the fifth bull. What does the fifth bull say? 
Like, does it have any relevance to the United States? Does it have any relevance to anything that could be developing? <laughs> well, that's the fifth pull is poured out on the beast kingdom. Made it completely dark. <laughs> Again, the hair stood on the back of my neck. Only had two more to go to the end, and so far every single one has hit something. I go to the next one, September 1st, 2020. Look in the history. This is 1939. World War II started on this day when Germany invaded Poland. In 1941, Jews in Germany were required to wear the Yellow Star David on this day. Oh, and yeah, it's also full moon. But the last day, the day before Dia de Tuertos, I can never say it, I wish I could, but the day of the dead, the day before Halloween, October 30th, the day that a lot of cultures believe the dead rises. Like that's, that's the day that the seventh bull lines up on. And, you know, I was like, okay, so this is kind of crazy. Oh, and it's a full moon on on Halloween that day? I mean, like, when does Halloween have a full moon? I mean, that that lines up. I, I need something different than just saying Halloween. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense, you know. So I, I look in history just real briefly to find something real quick. In 1534, English Parliament passes the Act of Supremacy, beginning the process to make King Henry VIII head of the Church of England, a role formally held by the Pope. <laughs> and so then what do you think is the seventh bull? Well, that's when it says Babylon is falling. That's when it's done. I mean, just in that instance, it, it points to what a lot of people have speculated. A lot of people have always said either Babylon is the Pope or Babylon is the United States or Babylon may be old school Babylon in Iraq. But a lot of consensus is the United States is Babylon or the new Babylon. But our bases, our our beginnings come from yeah, the UK, Great Britain. And so this day just ugh, made me made me dig even more. I mean I, I couldn't stop here. I, I had to I had to get into more. And what I found was amazing. And it was absolutely amazing. I, I'd never anticipated to even come close to finding what I found. And it, it changed everything, even the concept of the way that I thought of time. And it, once I was putting this together, I was like, okay, no, no, no. This, this can't make any sense. And it didn't until I realized that Einstein had a, a theory about time. Oh, you know, smartest man ever alive. You know, he came up with so many different theories. And Einstein's included in his later life that past, present, and future all exist simultaneously. I was like, okay, wait. The only reason that even becomes relevant is because of these days that I mentioned. Once I started going back through history on August 8th, on October 6th, on December 4th, on January 31st, and seeing what historical events happened on those, 
it showed that these dates, which equate to 6% of the Gregorian calendar, actually dictate the evolution of man and the church to this point. We have so many historical events that show up on here that are incredibly important to how everything has developed. And they all show up here. Even some events that I thought occurred years later, the original one showed up here in these dates. <laughs> to give an example, August 8th, which would be the opening of the first seal, the very first historical event on this timeline shows up. It shows up in a very memorable date of 70 A.D. You know, for those of you that, that have a good understanding, 70 A.D. is the, the, the year that the Temple of Solomon was destroyed. But this is not the event that showed up on the timeline. No, no, no. No, we, we, we got, uh, uh, I think, a little revenge that showed up. Basically, the building that Pontius Pilate tried Jesus in, the day that building was destroyed, that showed up. That was the first, first event. Happened to be the opening of the first seal. Now, I'm like, okay. Kind of crazy that that's the first one I see. As I went through all this, I put everything in a chronological time frame. And... You know, I won't have the opportunity to go through all of that tonight. But the thing is, when you get an opportunity to look at it, you'll be able to see the true story of everything that's going on. For instance, like in August 8th, you have the event that happened on 70 AD. In 1549, Henry II of France declares war on England and orders a siege of Bologna. In 1786, the U.S. Congress adopts the silver dollar and decibel system of money. In 1844, Brigham Young is chosen as head of the Mormon Church following the death of Joseph Smith. In 1925, the first national church, or march of the KKK, which had 200,000 in Washington, D.C. In 1945, Washington Harry Truman signed the United Nations Charter. In 1945, USSR declared war against Japan in World War II. In 1945, USSR established the communist government in North Korea. In 1953, uh, Russia's uh, Georgi Mevkov uh, reported possession of the hydrogen bomb. That's just like half of the list of things that I thought were important on those days. And as you go on, it goes up even in modern times to in 19, on that day in 2014, the West African Ebola outbreak is classified as an international concern by the World Health Organization on that day. And you go into October 6th. <laughs> you have everything that shows up. You have our, in 1884, our Naval War College is formed in Newport, Rhode Island. In 1889, Moulin Rouge opens. In 1889, Thomas Edison shows his first motion picture. In 1908, Austria annexes Bosnia and Herzegovina. In 1939, Hitler announces plans to regulate the Jewish problem. 
1943, Himmler wants to accelerate the final solution. Yeah. Then we get into, also on that day, was the beginning of Yom Kippur War. That's when Syria and Egypt attacked Israel. It was also an interesting thing because what's going on in Iran with Ayatollah Khomeini and all the issues there. In 1978, Iraq declares Ayatollah Khomeini an undesirable person. He shows up twice in this timeline. The assassination of uh, President Anwar Sadat of Cairo was on this day. <laughs> in 2012, Paulo Gabriel... President Benedict's butler was sentenced to 18 months in prison for releasing the confidential documents of the Vatican. And then even recently in 2017, this is when Nate killed 22 people going through Costa Rica, Nigeria, and Honduras. And these are dates that we haven't even, like we just barely passed these. December 4th, when you, when you start looking into this, I mean, 2017, everyone knows the big fire that happened in, in California, the Thomas Fire, the largest fire that California's ever had that destroyed all those buildings. That started on December 4th. December 4th was also the day the Supreme Court allowed President Trump's travel ban to go through. <laughs> We have everything that's developing off of these dates. We didn't even talk about in August. You had August 21st, which is the Great American Eclipse, everyone called it. Well, that happened after the August date beginning. Even Brent's beginning of August 11th opened up after the August 8th. And the fact that there's only a three-day difference is amazing. You know, it's unbelievable when you start going through and you start seeing. And I'll kind of speed it up just a little bit, but <laughs> when you look at what's happening on January 31st, this super blood blue moon lunar eclipse that's showing up, the fact that the January 30th day showed up so many times is so important when you understand how this timeline evolves. When you put everything in line and you see the final timeline of this, what it demonstrates is that basically these dates were chosen throughout time to be pivotal points. But then in the instance where certain times where events happened, the reward or the help or whatever it may be appeared the very next day or appeared that day. And one example of that is when, you know, Richard Nixon, he showed up in here. He showed up in here quite a bit, actually. And it was crazy. The day that he was nominated for the Republican presidential uh, nomination and the same day that he resigned, Was, was on August 8th. It was that first day. So you have the retribution and you have 
the beginning act. And you see that happen in lots of different ways, in different areas as well. Now, one thing that kept standing out to me was weird astrological signs that would show up and weird events that would show up. And one of those events was when Francis Assisi's received the stigmata. And I was like, okay. By this time, I had been doing this timeline for quite a while because that showed up on the date of the seventh trumpet. But the fact that Francis Assisi's stigmata showed up on this timeline was absolutely amazing to me. And then you also have visions like the Virgin Mary when she gives Simon Stock uh, the brown scaptor, which is a legend. That date it supposedly happened was the date that the sixth seal showed up. Clinton, yep. do you have any idea that me and my son, Aaron, did a show entitled The Pope Prophecy and Time Topsy-Turvy about Pope Francis of Assisi? No, I did not. Um, it's over there on the archive site where I put the show notes and stuff. Uh, you might want to take a look at that. Me and my son did that. Um, I take it that you're not under the knowledge that, well, that's when the timeline changed. You understand, during him is when, uh, well, we got 10 days difference of time. They added 10 days to the timeline, to the to the calendar. Um, so, uh, just so you know, this um, St. Francis of Assisi, uh, you, you realize he is the reason why this current pope is called an ascetic pope. That's why he won't wear gold. He only wears silver. That's why uh, the Vatican people are mad at him, because he'll dress up and go feed the poor. He'll escape out of the Vatican. I mean, it's been in the news, Clinton. I'm not lying to you. So, uh, that, that's amazing. You thought that? You know, I, I didn't. Well, that, that, that's why I want to chime that in to, to help you out. Because you're seeing, why is Francis of Assisi showing up? What, what's he got to do with the price of beans in China? Oh, he's got everything to do with it. Um, God is using his presence as an echo to tell you when the timeline may be split apart. But anyway, my, my son did all the research on that. So, and, and you do realize that's where the advent of Latin came from, was his, his poem. Well, I I tell you what, <laughs> take a listen to that uh, that audio of me and my son, and and it reinforces uh, your anomalous findings here with uh, Saint Francis of Assisi. So I'm I'm sorry I interrupted you. Uh, go right ahead. No, you're you're fine because the the truth of the matter is I don't know much about him. You know the the fact I I just know that he got the stigmata and he was a saint. You know I'm not I'm not Catholic so. You know, the fact that he showed up on here was amazing. And so the information you just provided, I'm glad it, it just, you know, helps bring more information to what, what we're seeing here. You know, because, I mean, that I'm, I'm not trying to pick, well, I'm kind of picking dates, but I'm just saying, I, you know, it, it makes sense what these dates are. And if, if what is happening is true, okay, think, think of it this way. 
So right now it's, it's in the beginning of January, which if this, if Brent's time frame is correct, there's a anticipation that on January 9th, peace is going to be taken from the earth. Now that's a possibility. Now the possibility that may be taken differently is it's not just an event. Maybe it's a process. Maybe the seal takes 59 days to open. Maybe it takes a period of time. And the reason I say that is because according to this timeline, we are in the midst of the <laughs> opening of the third seal, which would mean that we are on the cusp of an economic crisis. Now, what happened with what's going on in Iran right now, that could trigger it. What's going on with China and the yuan, and the petro yuan, that could trigger it. What just happened in Venezuela with the petro that they just released, the cryptocurrency that's backed by Venezuela oil and gold, that could do it. The crash of Bitcoin, that could do it. The takeover of Bitcoin, that could do it. There's so many different things that could happen right now. All right now. So don't forget. That's why. Uh, don't forget Korea. <laughs> yeah, and and who knows what would happen there? We they they had a test earlier this year, and I saw this, and it was a blip, and then it went away, and it was crazy. They they had one of the largest shipping companies out of uh, South Korea went bankrupt. It was the seventh seventh largest shipping company, and a lot of the Korean goods got stuck. They they. You know, the company went bankrupt, so they had goods, like, in the ships outside of California that could not dock because they were no longer being run by anyone. You know, so they just sat there and just kind of wasted away. They had all the product in, in South Korea not be able to leave, you know, because of this this bankruptcy. So, yeah, if what happens in North and South Korea gets nuclear, which Japan is freaking out about right now, yeah, we could have an issue there. But also January 9th is the day that North and South Korea are going to get together and talk. They, they actually said they're going to sit down and talk to each other, maybe, maybe work out something. So I thought that was interesting that that showed up on that day as well. So keep in mind up until January 31st. And the, the, the complexity of the time frame, the timeline that is put together is gets more complex as it goes along. And the reason it gets more complex is because I do put in these seven churches in there. And the interpretation through numerous generations um, is that the, the teaching of the seven churches is a timeline. You know, it's a timeline that from this point to this point, this is the the characteristics of the church. And from this point to this point, this is the characteristics of the church. And, and you know, no one really knows what the days are. You know, we just kind of have to look at what people are acting like, and that's what they decide. Well, it, it didn't, didn't make sense. It would make sense that if it's in the book of Revelation, that it would have to have something to do with Daniel's 70th week. It would just make sense. And then I was making this timeline, and I was like, well, there's seven trumpets, there's seven bulls, there's seven seals, and there's seven churches. So, I mean, it would make sense that it would break into groups, and then you'd have three events per church. 
you know, kind of, you know, Trinity accumulation, three times seven, 21, you get all that fun stuff going on there. And it didn't really, you know, make a lot of, a lot, a lot of sense until there was something that Matthew, of course, brings in that just kind of makes you always kind of wonder. And that was what happens 10 days after January 31st. And Matthew had talked about how Mars would be in conjunction with the faithful witness in the constellation of the great restrainer on that day, 10 days after the 31st. And so I was like, okay, so um, how does this play into place? Well, it's written in the letter to the church of Samara that they'll be encountered with a 10-day period of tribulation. It just happens to be that if you put the churches in that timeline like that, that would have been the beginning of that church. I bet that took you by surprise. It knocked my socks off. It, um, it, it put things into perspective. Because then it, it, it no longer went from just putting dates down to looking at what, what it could be. And if it really is what it is, then making sure that, that I let everyone know. You know, and that's what was so nice about when Brent came on. The fact that his timeline was completely drastically different, but came to the same conclusion. It, it's humbling to be able to even think in this spectrum. Now, the easiest way to kind of go through and look at this is because when you put all of these events that coincide and you have everything down from, you know, the second council of Nicaea to the treaty of Paris to 700 uh, Jews being burned in their houses to, you know, Constantinople falling, you know, all the way through time to Yasser Arafat's death to world war two Memorial being put on to, you know, even OJ Simpson was on here. Um, you know, 12,000 die in an earthquake in Iran in 1962. I mean, everything shows up. But as, as I was putting it together, what stood out were the signs. And what I mean by that is the signs in heaven, the signs in the earth, the weather patterns, the things that, that man can't, as far as we know, impact at this point. And when I put it in the timeline, the events, the signs, the first time they appeared coincided very closely to the first time that the seals were mentioned. A major event happened on those seals. And in the beginning time frame, you have signs, mystical events, signs. That conjunction that we talked about, that one from Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars conjunction, the, the one in 1345 that they thought caused the plague, yeah, that, that, that's on here too. <laughs> you know, and that just coincided with the fourth trump. And then 
it made me start to think, well, how can, how can trumpets and bulls and be all mixed up like this? And, and how can it, it be trickled down like this? Like how could uh, an astrological event that caused the plague cause an economic crisis, you know, thousands of years later, who knows? But the fact is these events all were important events that transpired throughout the evolution of mankind. When you get closer to the end of the time frame, that's when it started to get real. Because you saw the amount of activities increasing. The amount of major events increasing. The fact that everything was showing up to the rise of Mussolini, to Stalin, to Hitler, to Mike Pence, Bush, or not, not Trump, not the day that he was picked to be the um, heir apparent to the Republican Party, but the, the day that Pence was picked to be the vice president. The, you know, I mean, other presidents were on here like Reagan and Obama, and, but not Trump. But Pence was. And I thought that was very interesting. And considering everything that's going on with the possible 25th Amendment, that just kind of makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up as well. It started having major earthquakes. Like in 1923, the massive 7.9 earthquake that took out Tokyo and Yokohama, killing 142,000 people. It started having volcanoes. 1945, Mount Vesuvius in Italy explodes. 1948, the Azkabat earthquake kills 100,000 in the Turkish Soviet Republic. You even have mystical signs like the day that Pope Pius XII witnessed the miracle of the sun while he was at the Vatican in 1950. That day showed up. I didn't even know that happened until I was doing this research. Like I learned about so many important events by just looking at these days. It, it broadened my understanding of history and it broadened my understanding of understanding what is developing when it, it put on everything associated with nuclear bombs. Hydrogen bombs were showing up on here. The creation of NATO when Germany and Russia joined even Hurricane Carol back in 1954 when you had people resign like Alan Greenspan when you had David Ben-Jaron resign the day that Netanyahu was appointed or elected <laughs> the day President Eisenhower ordered U.S. troops to disintegrate the Little Rocks, or uh, desegregate the Little Rock schools. You know, even to, you know, a, 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 a guilty pleasure of mine, a favorite song of mine a long time ago was When Saints Come Marching In, just that old gospel southern song, you know, just absolutely love it. And, you know, those of you that know me, I'm a huge New Orleans Saints fan. The fact that the day they got their franchise and they started selling tickets, both of those days were here. And I thought it was interesting that their name was the Saints. The fact that George Michael's faith showed up 
millennial for the Backstreet Boys. I mean, these, these things that, that you wouldn't think would make any sense. But when you look at it from a biblical standpoint, millennial is an important word. Faith is an important word. Saint is an important word. And if they're all pieces to the puzzle, how, how is it possible? How is it possible? But then as time accelerates, that's where it gets crazy. Because when you get to what's going on here in the modern times, and you can say, well, it's because, well, we are better at reporting stuff. Well, we've been good at reporting stuff for the last you know, 150 years. You know, and possibly longer than that. So every kind of major event in history has been documented for that long. So, yeah, if we were moving closer to the prophetic time, then according to what Jesus says, the birth pains would get stronger, and we would see more and more events evolving to what we have. And that's exactly what this time frame has. In 1994, when Israel withdrawed from Gaza Strip, in 2005, when Hurricane Rita made landfall, that date was on here. It happened to be the first trumpet. 6.6 earthquake that took out Fukuoka, Japan, the first major earthquake in over 100 years, showed up. The day that Alan Greenspan resigned, retired. North Korea, when they started shooting their missiles, they show up here. Hurricane Ike, the 6.8 earthquake and the 6.6 aftershock that went off the Nigerian coast in Japan, killing eight. And that was in 2007. The 2008 volcano eruption in Chile, where 4,500 people had to be evacuated, showed up. I mean, I, the best way to describe all of this is to look at it because when you look at the, the graph, when you look at everything put in chronological order, it just explains everything to a T. And the problem with this, the problem with this is it, it brings validity to what we are seeing in the world today. We can look in history and we can see the buildup. And that's what, what, we have been talking about and lots of us have been studying for years is what history has brought to this point. But what we don't know is what this point going forward is going to bring us. And, you know, all any of us are trying to do is just determine if we have any way possible of knowing what that is. And we know from studying Bible prophecy that well, prophecy tells you the future. And we are told that if we study Bible prophecy, that he will reveal the future. That's basically what it is. He tells us what is going to happen when he's going to show up. And when we look and see it and go, hey, he says that's going to happen and it's happening, it kind of makes it valid. So I got our mouth a little wet, Matthew. I'll hand it back over to you and get your little analysis of what you've seen of the timeline. Well, I described it yesterday. 
All you did was picked names for the tide coming in. I tried to explain it yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. Look. Look at it this way. You understand that the moon oscillates between its closeness to us and its farther away from us. I said that how far the tide comes in is all dependent on the faithful witness. I didn't call the moon that. The Lord God of hosts is the one that calls it that. So that is exactly what Clinton has done. He decided to name the waves. And then he started studying history, and he had to come to this stark conclusion. The only conclusion he could come to, that eschatology is isochronal. This has happened cyclically, and you can plainly see on his timeline, ladies and gentlemen, how close the moon is to the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to remember one end of the heavens from the other. You know, Clinton was talking about the last time uh, this supermoon happened. Oh, it was March 31st, 1866. Yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah? Have you looked at 1866, ladies and gentlemen, because the United States was being put back together. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, the Civil War ended the year before. So we were trying to put our country back together. And uh, there happened not in the same place in the heavens. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? Whatever happened in 1866, you can look for the opposite. So, all Clinton has done is named the tide that came in during a supermoon, okay? I mean, it's the closest. And then the next month, the moon was a little bit farther out, right? Yes. So the tide did not come in as far. He put a name on that one. What Clinton did was, was open the back of a clock and start watching. He's like, none of this crap makes sense. Wait a minute. You see, because a human can only focus. <laughs> Your overt attention can only focus on one gear at one time. And you sit there looking at it concentrate on that one gear, map it, and then you have to go to the next one. And when you're done, you stand back and you realize, oh my goodness, I know what these gears are doing now, and you can watch it, and it makes sense. But it doesn't make sense to the normal eye, because all those gears are turning at different speeds. It don't make They don't even go in different directions for the love of the Lord God of hosts. It don't make sense. Until like Brent, said happens he pops out one of those jewels and marches it around out the back of the clock around to the face of the clock 
And the Lord God says, hey, look what time it is. And of course, the Jew has no ideas. Of, uh, how on earth did it? Uh, he'd never seen the face of the clock. <laughs> had he? Of course, you'll take note. Not to get not to get off the bandwagon, and I'm sorry to mention it, but if any of you has taken a look at some of the books of Enoch, well, that's exactly what God did. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord God said that he chases after what has been. That which was is that which will be. That's what he meant, and, and that's what occurs. So, of course they had to be echoes off one another. They, was going, they, had, they, oh, they have to be. Brent was concentrated on one of those cycles, just one of them. But Clinton, he went way back. And now, <laughs> the two jewels, so to speak, in the clock, they haven't jumped back in the clock yet. They're both standing out behind the clock and great big doors, and they're looking at the gear scratching their head. Well, which one do you go on? And the Lord allows a little window of opportunity for them to discuss such things. And if that's not a beautiful thing, I don't know what is. Brent, your comments on um, everything that uh, that Clinton had to cover, please. My goodness. Woo! <laughs> um, well, yeah, first question, Clinton. If your timeline is correct, and if my timeline is correct, because they're within five days of each other, and I would say that's correct enough. Uh, and the tribulation has started. Why are we still here? Isn't there... Uh, <laughs> A major teaching of escapism. Clinton? Yeah, too bad it's uh, too bad it's not biblical. Oh, now I'm playing the part of Matthew now. Oh, it's not. Well, I tell you what, I thought about this today, and we are close enough that if we are, if we are correct. We need to be here for those who have been lied to. And that's why I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Um, most, well, that's what Scripture says is, you know, most will fall away and love of most will, love of most will grow cold and many will fall away. Um, I just hope that if we are correct, and I, I'm saying that because we're so close to each other as far as the dates start that we get the opportunity to share it with those who have been lied to. And again, Matthew, you've given us the opportunity. I can't wait 
uh, I, I took a look. I just had it printed out today. I've got it in front of me. I listened uh, very intently. There are uh, things that I'm going to have to go back and listen to on the show. Um, uh, just, you know, just because you speaking of your work is, is makes it plainer. It's very plain. It's very good. It, it's. I haven't even got into uh, all of all the, the, you know, chronological. I saw it, but I didn't. I didn't get an opportunity to read it. Um, your does it does it go for seven years? No, no. That's the the crazy thing about it, and that's where your information with the blood moons fit in. Now, the thing is, when you take this 59-day cycle, all four blood moons are hit by it. Now... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your timeline adds into the timeline. Mm-hmm. So, well, think of, the, think, of it, think, think of this also. You mentioned the date of January 30th. You know, and the important thing about that day you mentioned were that um, that was the day that the second temple was, was completed. And also here recently in 2017, when uh, the Sanhedrin um, did the temple tax. Exactly. So that way they could start building it. So, so that date is very significant. So if you think of from Einstein's theory that everything past, present, future, everything happens today, everything that happened on January 30th happened on January 30th ever. Okay, so then the very next day after the temple's commissioned mm-hmm. is this sign that appears on January 31st. That's not my theory. That's Einstein's theory. And no, no, so I'm exactly. Not, not. <laughs> so, so, so the the whole craziness about this is you mentioned why are we still here, and and I think <laughs> the 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 um piece that people are missing is in the part of revelations that no one reads and that's in the letter to the churches and the part of the letter churches that people they never pay attention to are the rewards and if you understand the rewards and it says those that endure to the end get this reward every single church says that so if you understand that hey you know we're going to be here through it all. And that's basically what scripture says is those that make it to the very end, see Christ, not those in the beginning that decide to disappear, not those in the middle that does. No, it's those at the end. That's what scripture says. And if you understand that and you understand the churches are from this point to this point, here's your reward. If you get to this point, this point to this point, here's your reward. If you get to this point and so on, then it makes sense. Well, yet I'm going to have to look at it. But why doesn't it go for seven years? That I can't answer, man. I'm just telling you what I found. I'm not saying no, no, I have a timeline, no, no. the tribulation or anything. I'm just saying I went out this far. Now, when I went out the day before, like the 59 days before August 8th, I didn't see anything yeah. significant on that day. I didn't. And then when That's I went the other 59 days, I was going to ask is how you started there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so when I went 59 days past that, I didn't really see anything significant either. And so that's why I stuck with just these days. And it was just mostly just to present what I'm, what I was finding. And that's why I kept responding back to Matthew going, you know, am, am I seeing correctly? You know, is, does any of this make any kind of sense? And that's why, that's why it was so amazing that within days you, you contacted him. Is that really, uh, uh, when you got done with this, you sent it to him, and a couple of days later, I contacted him? Matthew, you can answer that. I wasn't aware of the uh, the timeline that close, but that is amazing, and I know you guys brought it up. Yeah, it was within a couple of days. Wow. Well, there's one of those beers. <laughs> <laughs> So now, now we got our work cut out for us because you, you understand the signs that are appearing in the sky and the things that are happening. I mean, the fact that Jerusalem is in play, the fact that Damascus may be in play because what's going on between Israel and Syria can get serious very quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which... No, which no, means I, that uh, which means that we have war on the horizon. And if that's the case, then chances are that's the fourth seal. And how long is the world going to last before we go to war? I mean, some people are surprised it's even lasted this long. Yes. Well, it's that trigger that Matthew was talking about. It's got to happen sooner or later. I, uh, I have your information. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, I didn't send Matthew all of mine because uh, I didn't expect more information as I as I got recently. But I can't wait to put the dates that you have within the time frame I have to take a good look. And I'll definitely send you a copy and you, Matthew, and uh, Ryan, if you like, or you, you know, just forward it to him. But it, I think that is going to be something that we can all chew on uh, and see where it leads. Because all of this, as as you found out, points back hundreds of years, thousands of years. Well. If it points back, then it points forward as well. And you've got the dates on the uh, time frame in our present <clears throat> and into the future. And um, that's my answer, Matthew. That's uh, um, very, un- uh, very uh, in anticipation of the conclusion if we ever find one to this. Just fascinating and remarkable. Well, <laughs> that may be the grandest understatement I've ever heard. But you just can't. You just you just cannot appreciate, and you cannot understand 
that Clinton just started this. I, Brent, I don't think you understand what I was saying the other day. It was literally a matter of days. It was literally days between Clinton and I's conversation and him starting his own timeline sequence that your friend contacted me. Clinton, I don't remember off the top of my head. When did you start that timeline? Uh, I think it might have been two weeks ago. That's exactly what I was thinking. Now, Brent, I would not go on to be into contact with you for ten days. Don't don't don't, don't you understand that? You, <laughs> Brent, you had spent uh, three and a half years on that timeline. Seven. This is this is common knowledge that you came on air with the Brian I in 2014. You need to understand that Clinton was only working on this 10 days before you, your friend, contacted me. I, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> so, I believe you. Uh, the, the statistical probability of that... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Let's get Bry's take on just the timing. Uh, Because uh, I'm sending... uh, Well, Clinton sends me the stuff, and so the first thing I get up in the morning, I forward it to, uh, you know, to Bry. I send Bry a message... uh, You'll never guess who got back in contact with me. Uh, <laughs> Brent. He's like, what? Who? Wait, stop the bus. Because both of us were kind of confused. Well, wait a minute. It's not. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know what to make of it. Brian, what's your thoughts? Yeah. I really can't say much more than it is what it is. It happened as it was supposed to. You know, these are two different distinct cogs that needed to be circled and pointed out to people. So everything in its, uh, excuse the pun, time. That's right. That's right. Everything is beautiful only. And it's time. And you can take that to the bank. You know what? That is something worth depositing in your heart of hearts. That's what it is. So, gentlemen, we are down to five minutes. So we need closing comments. Uh... Brent, you, of course, go first. Ladies and gentlemen of the world, we only have so much more time left. Make the most of it. And may God truly 
bless you and save your soul. Amen. Amen to that. Clinton? You know, everyone, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you uh, looking into everything. And, and, you know, we're not trying to scare anyone. We're not trying to do anything but bring hope. I mean, that's, that's the key to this, is once you understand that this is a joyous time, that it's a race, that the whole point is is to watch and endure, that's our only instruction only instruction besides repenting is to watch and endure. He says he will take care of us. He doesn't mean that you won't die. He says he'll take care of us. And that's what we have to remember. And wake up. What's going on in the world? Even if these timelines are nothing, Wake up. There's something going on. Now, if you guys want to follow me, you can look on my website at clintoncoach.com. And then please check out my Twitter where I post every news article that I can find based off of Bible prophecy and that we talk about on the shows. And my handle is at, uh, at clintoncoach. Thank you, and may God guide you on your journey. Brian, you're next. Well, to keep it sort of straight and simple and to the point, there's a lot going on right now, folks. This has been steadily building for quite some time, and its intensity has definitely began to kick up at an even higher threshold. That should be telling you something right there alone. But with that said, uh, thanks for joining us. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, as for me, you know, what am I waiting for? I'll tell you what I'm waiting for. My name is Matthew Miller. This is what I'm waiting for. The sons of Israel went through the midst of the sea on the dry land, and the waters were like a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. Think on such things. God bless. Godspeed. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.